Welcome to Real ROI, the podcast for Australian marketing and automation with your hosts, Miles Agnew and Philip Parises. Welcome everyone to Real ROI episode nine with your host, me, Philip Parises and... Miles Agnew. How's your week been, Phil? It's been amazing so far. I've been really busy. Um, I know I, I always say that, but this is the truth and... I'm trying my best to uh, keep a level head and try to do that um, work-life balance. It's happening, but with this weather we're currently having in Sydney, it's a bit rain, it's a bit hot, it's a bit cold. It's hard to actually organise to do anything, even with the family, unfortunately, at the moment. Yeah, it, it's, it's def- definitely that season. Uh, we're just changing from summer to autumn or fall, as Americans like to call it, mm-hmm. and the weather changes uh, fairly rapid here in Australia. One minute it could be perfectly a sunshiny day, and then the next minute you got hailstones. Yeah, it, it, this is true. Um, I think it howled a few times last week. I'm not sure how has been um, if it's been hailing in the country town, but uh, it howled twice last week here. And unfortunately, a few houses that have lost their roofs next to the coast, which usually doesn't happen, to be honest. And this is the first time uh, I've seen it so bad in a long time. Yeah, because normally the uh, coast is a little bit shielded from the mountain range and it sort of stays inland, but yeah, a bit of wild weather. Speaking of wild weather, um, backups. Uh, This episode, I'm going to be talking about backups, uh, how to automate all your backups into the cloud so you can get access to them wherever you are in the world on whatever device you're on. Nice. What are you going to be talking about, Phil? Well, I'm uh, as I mentioned, I'm going overseas. Last episode, I mentioned last episode that I'm going overseas, and I obviously need to uh, leave the keys to the office to um, my staff members and keep running the company while I'm away. Of course, I'm going to be contactable, but you want to leave some responsibility with the people who you trust to look after your business while you're gone. So I'm going to uh, discuss how I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave operational manual, I guess, for my business back in the office so things run smoothly even when I'm not there. Okay, let's start with your topic. All right, so you've got a website, you've got files and you want to back them up in a safe place. Uh, For me, I back up things into the cloud. I also have a backup in my office and I also have an off-site backup somewhere. If my house burnt down, I've got another location where my backups are stored at as well. Yep, you're a freak, I remember. Yeah, so basically... quick and easiest way without getting into you know complex software installation and all that garbage is a service called mybackupbox.com. Now what this service does is connects into your S3, your Dropbox, your SkyDrive, your Google Drive and uh, SugarSync and FTP. So it can do all of these to and from. Okay, one second, I'll stop you. What are all these things for our non-techy people out there? Yep. What is uh, these uh, S3s? We know what FTPs are, but SkyDrives, etc. Right. What are these? Describe so, it for listeners. Dropbox is an app that allows you to share documents or files on your mobile, your, your computer, and it's stored in a cloud. So it's stored on a service called S3, which is via Amazon, and Amazon have their own storage, which is called S3. Uh-huh. Now, the other, Microsoft have their version of this system. It's called SkyDrive, and Google have their own version of this, which is called Google Drive. Yeah. So okay. es- essentially what you can do is you've got a backup 
uh, of your cPanel server, your account that's happening every day, you can make this go to your Dropbox, this free service. Um, and it's free for X amount of transactions a month, which is enough to do a backup of a website. Um, and it'll do it for you once every 24 hours. So you've got a backup copy somewhere else off the server in your Dropbox or your S3, SkyDrive, Google Drive. And you can use this to obviously um, have backups of your systems, uh, especially for someone like you or me, Phil, who have all our office and our uh, e-commerce platforms are on our website. So like my support tickets, my project management are all web-based. So all that's backed up as well. And it's a real fantastic way to do it. And it's fully automated, which means you don't have to sit there and you know, manually click the button every day. It just happens. That's awesome. So basically um, using a service like Dropbox, uh, let's just remind people that uh, Dropbox, you're if you're using the free storage, you're you're using it directly from Dropbox, so you don't actually need an S3 account as such to use Dropbox yep. because Dropbox just uses Amazon S3 itself for its storage. Is that correct? That's correct. But you can also, like, for example, our podcasts are stored in S3. We can also automate the backups of our real ROI podcast to go to S3 as well or from S3 to Dropbox. It doesn't matter. Okay, so you can uh, basically... Uh, across them over to different platforms, different that, backup platforms. As that's such. right. Yeah. For example, I use Google Drive, Dropbox together. Okay. And how does that work for you? How much does that cost? And um, uh, what's the easiest way for our listeners out there to actually get it happening straight away okay. and start backing up not only their websites but also their files so they can use from wherever? Yeah, Dropbox has a really great rate. It's around about 100 gig for $100 and that's for a whole year's subscription. So that means you can store 100 gigabytes of data into the Dropbox app and you'll be able to use it as much as you want. Uh, basic free version, I think it's around about four or five gig and that's enough for a website. Like you can back up an average website a week's worth quite easily in that. Uh, for Google Drive, um, depending on what uh, how you've connected to Google Drive, you can have a corporate rate or you can just use the free free rate, which is around about eight gigabytes last time I checked. Eight gigabytes free. That's not a bad, that's not actually a bad amount of storage. That's That could probably hold a lot of people's, I guess, video files, MP3 files, uh, and also some important documents that you can keep business running while you're not, while you're not in, the, in the office. And that's right. And you can sync it with your FTP server. So if you've got your own web server that where you store your... Um, files, you can synchronize it to these other services so you've got backup copies and you're always a way to recover. So that's really good. You can also, in the app itself, mybackupbox.com has the facility to um, export MySQL databases if you want it to. If you give it the username and password, it'll spit out um, database structures for you. So it'll do WordPress, Joomla, Drupal, um, whatever, whatever database, as long as it's MySQL it'll uh, export it for you. That's awesome. So uh, uh, you basically can, anyone using cPanel out there or different um, the different systems for hosting, uh, this is basically when you, you know, when you're web hosted, sometimes they have massive problems and uh, some of those cheaper web ho hosts especially uh, can't afford backup and don't backup as often. This could be an alternative backup. So you basically double 
um, double secure your files. Yeah, definitely. I, I would highly recommend people do it anyway because you might want to move to another uh, platform and this is a quick way to just move across, test the platform out, make sure it works and then you change your DNS and you're live. And again, with the hosting side of things, I know I've uh, some people hosting, I guess, well, they've been on one of those really cheap hosts. The server's gone down. And they don't even have a backup of their files, unfortunately. I mean backup just to move somewhere, even with an older copy. They don't even have any files at all. So this will be a perfect opportunity once again to have that just in case something ever happens to that site to be able to move to a new account straight away. Yeah, definitely. And especially with the you know the zero-day hacks on MySQL, WordPress, it's happening more regularly. You're seeing a lot of big sites going down very quickly. Yeah, I, I must admit I've been seeing uh, WordPress being hacked more often than more often than not in the recent couple months, um, and a lot of it is sending out spam, unfortunately. So uh, make sure that your WordPress installations and plugins are always always up to date. It's very important for our listeners to remember that. And if they don't know how to do it, um, get someone that does know how to secure WordPress and the plugins. Very important. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's a couple of little uh, apps that I may be able to help you with. Um, Cloudflare, like you and I use Cloudflare all the time to protect yep. our servers. It's been a lifesaver. Yeah, so with Cloudflare, you can We've mentioned it before, but you can actually isolate and deny certain regions, especially if you're not in, like if your site's in English and you're only targeting certain audiences, you can block the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of um, people don't know that, but that's probably the best way because, you know, people aren't looking at your site because they've got no real interest. So it's better to uh, separate it from the rest and you know so you're not get wasting bandwidth on people that are never going to buy or look at your uh, service yep and especially um, for example if you're not selling to Russia or some part of China um, I seem to have blocked those IPs in those locations using uh, Cloudflare and it's worked very well for us yeah definitely another app that I highly recommend it's called 6scan as in the number 6 scan yep. S-C-A-N dot com. What this service provides is it looks at all your PHP scripts, uh, scans your website, and it detects common vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you've got like a mail string in one of your WordPress plugins, um, it identifies and say, and it tells you what you need to, uh, what, where, what the URL is and what needs to change to make it more secure. Yep, and, uh, and for our non-techie people out there, uh, the importance of what we're telling you, even though we sound really geeky at the moment, um, if you have a hacked WordPress site or a WordPress site that you don't realize is hacked but sending uh, thousands and thousands of sp- uh, spam messages out there, uh, you have to be careful because your host can suspend your account and terminate your account without warning. Yeah, it's but- your responsibility. Yeah, that's right. Most uh, providers have that as their terms of service that they'll terminate and possibly even delete your whole account if it's causing that much grief. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about um, leaving the keys to the office to to your staff. It sounds yeah. like a scary thing to do. Yeah, it does. And um, I, I, I must be honest, I've done this a few times. As you know, Miles, I like jet setting overseas uh, every couple of years or so. And... Um, 
uh, I have left a left you might password for certain things and just in case anything goes wrong on the top level that I know you can help me out with while I was overseas. Uh, but I put a, bit of a, pro- a process, I guess, in place that um, everything keeps running even though I'm away. Uh, what I what I mean by running is it's not that the phone's going to ring and someone's going to act like me on the phone. No, that's not going to happen. But we're putting things in place like Basecamp. I mean, we've always used Basecamp and we still use Basecamp. We don't do anything with a client unless they agree to use Basecamp with us. Very important software. So uh, Basecamp is a project management system that you can set out. You can give access to your clients and your staff members and their staff members to be able to go through a sort of to-do list, uh, message bank. Um, when I say message bank, I basically mean messages about certain jobs, not actually phone messages. And you can basically have a great to-do list and a write board that you can take notes down. So that's one of the tools I'm using while I'm away. Right, so Basecamp, you've seen Basecamp, Miles, you use Basecamp. Yeah, I use uh, it all the time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of one of those things that can organize a whole business um, and, it, and it works really well for us. Another thing I do, anything I can replace myself doing, uh, for example, if I, if I need to answer an email, from a client and it's one of those basic emails that sure probably went through the support network. I have my virtual assistant um, going through my emails and sifting anything that can be moved into support or through Basecamp, right? So I move any important emails that come through like general emails like, hey guys, can I have my report, blah, blah, I just want to check a keyword, anything like that that sometimes clients feel more comfortable I guess sending to me because I was the main contact instead of using the proper methods, uh, my VA can actually look at that email and go, okay, Phil, uh, I've just tagged that email. If you want to have a read of it, but I've actually added it to the base camp so it can get answered a lot quicker than uh, your time zone can cater for, for example. So that's another way of um, looking after things while I'm away. Obviously, your VA has to be trained. You just can't pick someone up and say, yep, cool, please go through my emails and decide what I should read, what I should delete, and what you should process through the team. Third place is leave structured process documents. Um, I call them how would Philip think documents. So if something comes up, the steps I would take to resolve or the steps or the questions I would ask a client to get more information if there's a possible problem. So that's if I was Philip, what would I do sort of document. Another thing I do, part of my day-to-day information, I actually start, have started recording everything I do. Um, for example, if I'm going to go through, I guess, uh, start a new template for a, a project in Basecamp, I have set templates for different, uh, different um, business services I guess I use. I show the team what the templates look like, where to find them using videos. So we have, um, we actually have a whole server on Dropbox, I guess server space on Dropbox, which actually has training and process videos for my company. And that helps a lot. Anything anyone needs before they even need to contact me, they go, they go find the process video, find the process doc, go through it and reply as if it was me saying that, yeah, cool, Phil would have said this, so let's do this. But of course, they always check with me first before they respond. 
And it's not like I'm going to a country with no phones or no internet. I'm always going to be there. But the good idea is you have to trust your staff that they will make the right decision for you. And that's why they're your staff. It's very important to remember and give them credit and make sure you reward them when everything's gone well when you come back. Very important. Nice. And always have like a backup person in the country. I know yeah. when I leave, I always have a backup person. If something goes pear-shaped, I've got another person on call ready to go. Yeah, and you know you will be on call, Miles. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that, Phil. Uh, try not to send me too many uh, exotic pictures of, you know, beautiful... <laughs> By the beach? Yeah, oceans and stuff, you know, why... It, I don't think it'll bother me that much because I'm heading to the, to the snow this uh, July. So, yeah, big season for the snow this year. So you like the snow and I like I love the beach. Yeah, quite opposite. It's just the way it goes. It's the way it goes. Awesome. So, what's your rant for this week, Miles? I've been I've been trying to find a good rant to be honest, and um, I've been I've been really good. I've been pretty positive in what's happening around uh, not the world, but I guess uh, the marketing side of the world. Things have been looking good on my side anyway. Um, do you have any rants for this week? Oh, I've had a few major disasters. I've had, a, like all people, you know, you have technology that breaks. And um, I had a, I've got a, like a NAS server, which is just basically a box with lots of hard drives in it. Mm-hmm. The power supply died and I had to go to the, go buy a new one, obviously, because of, of the bizarre weather we've been having. Um, I normally have a UPS on it, but for some reason the UPS didn't kick in or something happened and it just didn't work. So I had to get this new um, power supply. So I go online like everyone else, find a company, just order it that night. A week later, I still haven't heard about the order, so I sent them an email, no reply. Another week later, you know, meanwhile, I'm, you know, my server's offline. I'm looking at other suppliers to see who can provide it. I send another email a week later saying, hey, you know, you're going to reply. Nothing. So I order another um, cable from some other vendor. It, it arrives within two days. So we're up yep. to about a bit over um, two weeks. And mm-hmm. then suddenly I um, I decide, oh, well, this is a fair amount. Like it's only a hundred and something dollars. So I thought, oh, well, I'll, you know, complain again on their live chat. Um, no response from their live chat. So what I did was I went to PayPal and a dispute and that's mm-hmm. normally how you do things. Uh, about two days after that, they decide to ship the uh, cable. Mm-hmm. The cable arrives. Only half the cable. It's one of those uh, box ones where you have the box, it plugs into your server and then you have another cable that plugs into it. Yep, I know. And it's, and it's proprietary, so mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, a standard... Uh, cable that you can go down to your local Bunnings and buy. So the cable's useless. So a few days later, PayPal awarded the dispute back to me, mm-hmm. and I'm winning. However, the vendors, you know, obviously upset, sent the uh, item, and you know I've done all this communication. I've proved to PayPal that I've done all this communication, and if this um, provider simply said, look, it's going to take a week or two for me to get this in stock. I would have been fine with that. But because they didn't communicate at all and I had to keep pounding them, I'm I'm going to ship the uh, cable back. But it's really important if you're running an online store, the customer service is communicate with your customer. Mm-hmm. That's a, probably the biggest lesson that um, I can I tell anyone that I work with, if you do not communicate with your customer when you're shipping stuff, if there's any problems with their order, let them know straight away because then they can make a decision. 
and this person or this company waited, you know, two weeks, and by that time it was too late. I had to go somewhere else. I couldn't wait any longer. Yeah. Was this the Australian provider? Yeah, it was. It was really. I actually ordered the part from Hong Kong and got it in like three or four days. Yeah. See, so, and then what people wonder why sometimes we don't support local. Yeah. Uh, local, you know, parts manufacturers, etc. Yeah, I mean, I would have been happy if you just told me that, hey, it's going to take a week or two, mm-hmm. and they had a clear date that the, when they were going to ship, rather than me logging a dispute and then two days later, they're them shitting, shipping it. It's, mm. it seems, it's yeah, it seems reactionary, and not replying to any of my emails or the live chats was really disappointing. Yeah, and really unprofessional, to be honest. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I mean, I know you reply to all your emails. I try and reply to all mine within a day. Unless you're trying to sell me something, then it might take a little bit longer for me to reply. Yeah. But generally, if you're buying something from me or using me as a service, um, you'll get either a same-day reply or at the very latest next day. Yeah, I mean, with luxury cases, I know we have a policy to respond to any emails within... Um, 30 minutes of like office hours. Uh, anything out over like outside of um, office hours is actually two hour response rate, and that's any time. So, and so you just to keep people in the know. There's a lot of people that order at strange times of the morning, say 4 a.m. in the morning, and they they email basically saying, "Hey, just wondering if my order went through. I did get a confirmation email just confirming I picked the right color," um, and. For example, uh, our, our guys are onto it and emailing back saying, thank you for your order. Yep, we, you did get this color. Uh, is that what you wanted? Anything else we can help you with? And that's how that's what gives us testimonials too for the site and it keeps people coming back. You would not believe how many people have actually got, uh, uh, received emails from basically saying, great service, amazing service, will recommend all my friends. And this is word of mouth without even asking for it. Yeah, that's right. And that's... That's what you need to do to dominate in on the online space is to have that service. It's like when you go into a conventional shop and the staff are friendly mm-hmm. and they they give you information about you know the product, tell you the features. Uh, you ask a question, they answer it. I mean, how many times have you been into a shop? You've asked a question and you got blank looks. Yeah, it, the the person trying to help you out has less information than you do most of the time, unfortunately. Yeah, and that's because, obviously, not adequate training. But if you go into somewhere like an Apple store, they're adequately trained in selling the product. I don't know about supporting it, but definitely selling it. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever I've walked in with support questions, they've not been able to answer fairly quickly. That's taken them a little while. But as far as, hey, I want this particular version of the software and I've got this type of Mac, bang, uh, they're able to help you out in an instant. So yeah, the the Mac guys are really trained up, and if they don't, they have their nice little iPad in front of them, and it seems like they've got one of the best uh, frequently asked questions app in the world. Because I see them typing up there, and all of a sudden, all these possibilities come up. I've seen them do it a few times. It's great. Yeah, and and that's what you need for your business as well. Um, I know a lot of you know the major websites have a FAQ. Um, whether you publish it externally or have it just internally for your staff, for your staff training is a fantastic thing. Yeah, we, yeah it's very important that uh, frequently asked questions, which actually leads to the topic that we're going to be talking about next time uh, that I wanted to talk about is having a live chat on your website. 
Yeah. Um, that's awesome. I, I actually uh, used a live chat system that you recommended a few episodes ago, Lucky Orange. I've been using that. Yeah, it's bit. pretty good, isn't it? It is awesome. Um, I've even given the guys a few suggestions on how to tweak it. Yeah. Um, uh, one of my suggestions was if you have a person coming from a particular link or a URL, you can see it in Lucky Orange, but mm-hmm. I wanted to fire up a survey in relation to that link. So yep. like if you're buying advertising on a forum or a somewhere else, you could send up, hey, we noticed you came from this forum. Tell us what you think about blah, blah, blah. And it relates to the forum. So, you know, you can really do that sort of detailed uh, questioning but live help is uh, amazing I've you I've got two different versions lucky orange is one I've got an integrated version with my uh, hosting company that's all built into this uh, website and it's really good um, allows me to talk to other staff via my phone or iPad mm-hmm. so uh, fantastic uh, I've, I've been thinking uh, a couple of little ideas I've had a couple of questions about uh, some really tech technical stuff, but I thought I'd um, break away from that and go into something a little bit more simpler. Uh, CRMs, Customer Relationship Management. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about integrations with multiple systems. So, for example, accounting, CRMs, and much like what my backup box does, I'm going to show you another service that does a similar sort of thing. So you can, you know automate some of that mundane stuff so you can really move along in your business. Awesome. So basically um, automating uh, the customer relationships, uh, customer relationship systems yeah. uh, and um, accounting and things like that. Is that yeah. what you mean? Yeah, yeah. In- integrating it all so you don't have to have a system that has CRM, a system that has support, a system that has accounting. Make them flow so you don't have to manually enter the data into each system. It just happens for you. So it's all integrated together. So a lead comes in on this side, uh, ends up buying something. And it, there's always one place, one central hub that has all the information. Yeah, that's right. And depending on what you want to do is uh, obviously you have your accounting system away from your other stuff, but you can segment uh, data. So like if someone was looking up a receipt, they could look into the accounting system and see, yes, that's been paid by this person and, you know, be able to lodge a refund or uh, um, request a refund. And when the accountant staff comes in, they can authorize it, that sort of stuff. But also mobility as well is probably the biggest uh, growth. I know you use um, iPhone a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I, I use Android. I actually um, used to have an iPhone, but I made the switch to Android. Yeah, and, you shit. Yeah. Um, and it's an in- a really important part of the business, and especially when you're sitting down and, you know, you have a great idea and you want to load some information in and get it to sync to other areas of your business and look at your Look at your books um, when you're sitting, you know, waiting for a plane or whatever. I know I've done that a few times looking at, you know, where I'm growing and where I'm sort of not growing and what I need to do to make changes. And that's uh, a lot of people use uh, launch pads. Have you heard of launch pads? Um, yeah, I have actually, yeah. Yeah, well, it's it, it's similar to a launch pad except uh, obviously you just go into the app that you want. So, um, yeah, next week's looks like we're getting into the nitty-gritty of running yeah, a business. Exactly, and um, how to run a business more efficiently. And uh, 
we, one thing we should mention is it's all time saving at the end of the day. I mean, how much is your time worth to you? And and this is what we're looking at. Things to make you more efficient as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. And don't forget to visit our website, realroi.pro. We'll love to hear your opinion. Also, don't forget to go on iTunes under the Real ROI podcast and leave a comment. Uh, if you want us to discuss anything uh, about your website, uh, about a marketing strategy you have or something technical, please don't hesitate to leave a comment on iTunes or our, or, or our website, realroi.pro. Send us a message and we'd love to respond to you. Till next week. Thanks, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Real ROI. For more information and transcripts of the show, visit the podcast website at www.realroi.pro.